Welcome to the Fem Nation Podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White of Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to the Femination Podcast. I have an amazing guest today. She is the, a web designer and podcast host of Hello CS Dorsey Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today and tell us who you are and where your entrepreneurial journey began. Thank you so much for having me. My name is CS Dorsey, or you can call me Candice. That's my given name. Um, so my entrepreneurial journey started all... Oh, I want to say maybe about 14, 15 years ago um, when I started making jewelry. And one day I didn't have any lunch money. And uh, I uh, essentially made a pair of earrings and I showed my coworkers and he was like, oh, this is cute. I was like, yeah, it is cute, isn't it? You want to buy them? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I charged $7 for that and it just that bug just bit me because I was like, oh my goodness, I can make money and actually have money and I can buy lunch with it. So I started making jewelry. Um, I've been doing graphic design work before I even figured out that it was graphic design work. I was doing it for my church and uh, I would do our programs and different things for my pastor anniversary and people loved it. So I've been doing that for years. And then I really, really started getting into creating my own website because I didn't want anyone to do it for me because I felt like, you know, they can't capture my vision. So I've had so many different websites. I've had WordPress. I've had Wix. Um, I landed on Squarespace because I felt like Squarespace was what I need for this moment in time mm -hmm. and what... I was trying to present as a as a web designer. So I chose Squarespace because it just had all the functionalities, the beautiful layouts, the templates, everything that I needed. And then I could put my own spin to it and start telling people about my mission and everything. So when I started doing that, I was like, I like Squarespace. I was mm. like, Hey, I'm just gonna say that I'm a Squarespace designer, and anybody wants to do a website, they come see me. So I just started uh, going on Facebook groups and just say, you know, hey, I can, um, I do these web designs from Squarespace, um, you know, no charge. I just, you know, just want a testimonial. And so I had one person that reached out to me. I did her website. It came out beautiful. And just from there on, it was just like clockwork. I just, you know, kept getting clients, you know, one by one. Mm -hmm. uh, I still work nine to five. So it's totally doable. You know, uh, I know a lot of people out there struggle with pricing. What I did was I pretty much seen what was the norm out there, the, the, um, least versus the highest. And I kind of went in the middle as far as like my pricing. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yes, I do. So I love Squarespace. I just have to tell you, I spent three years ago, I spent like a whole summer figuring out how to do it. So I wish I would have known you then, but I didn't (laughs) because I definitely could have used the help. I was so novice and didn't know, but I, I navigated, you know, so I do appreciate Squarespace, but I also appreciate you bringing that to the table because so many entrepreneurs just don't know where to start. And Squarespace did well by having the template piece. But even then, there's still so many questions, right? You know, right. so um, it's a very valuable service. Thank you for that so much. But I want to know a little bit more about your journey. So how has it been since you started that business? What has it been like as a woman entrepreneur? So uh, it's so awesome. <laughs> so, okay. So what happened was, um, I still work my nine to five and I'm a, a supervisor currently, and I had applied for a higher position. And what happened was the, so the VP that I was up under, I applied for this position. It was a jump, but I felt like I could do the job because I was already doing the work. And he automatically called me and he said, Candace, you don't qualify for the job. And he said, not even from a manager standpoint as well. And it kind of hurt me in a way. And I, I tell you, when I was bawling boohoo and I was like, <laughs> I was upset. I completely like changed my mindset. I, I snapped at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know what? I said, let me get myself together. I said, because I'm tired of people dictating who I can become. I said, can nobody tell me who I can become but, but myself or or God? You know, only right. between two people. That's it. That's it. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I said, I can't no longer have anyone tell me who or what I can do because I know I can do the job. So that's when I really went into it full force. And I was doing virtual system work uh, in 2018. And I started, um, I just had one client and I just was doing anything that she needed help with. I was doing that, but I really got serious about this uh, last year in November. And Mm -hmm. that's when the Hello CSBC podcast was born. Because I used to have authors on my blog and I said, well, I'm not going to have authors like, you know, write out the interviews or anything like that. I said, I want to have an audio interview. I'm like, duh, Candace, that's a podcast. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I started my podcast because I wanted to interview other people who were either authors, entrepreneurs, basically, you know, in the same boat as I am, um, trying to get there, not sure how to get there, or experts who've mm-hmm. been there before. You know, so uh, I went ahead and I, I set everything up on my phone. It was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. But we all have that first one, right? Yes, you do. I was, doing, I was doing podcast interviews in my car, okay? Right. But it was one of the things that I said, it's not about leads. It's not about um, having a big email list. It's about connections and relationships. And that was an aha moment for me. So I started having people on different entrepreneurs on my podcast and we connected. And with that connection, I tell people who I am, what I do. And that way I become top, I stay top of mind with them. I, whenever, you know, somebody need help with something or anything like that, 
I stay top of mind with them. You know, hey, I know this person to do X, Y, Z. And that's how I've gotten a few referrals. Um, that's how I mm-hmm. am currently now doing a uh, website for one of my podcast guests that was on previously on my podcast. So it, it helps out so much. My podcast is my baby. You know, and I, I so resonate that with that because, um, I fought creating a podcast. I fought doing this because I just didn't want to jump into learning one more thing. Right. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we're real good at learning things that we need to move forward with. And so I thought, no, 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 I need to implement. So this was uh, early last year, but I had the name and it was, it's one of those things where you know that it's strong for something, but what you're not sure. And, but then uh, some mentors of mine really kind of show, put some light on it. The fact that they're like, that name belongs with your podcast. I'm like, Oh, you're actually right. Hey, you know? And so I go down that road with it, but my, I created mine for the same thing, for connection, for the story, for just here that, uh, because my audience, I chose to want to serve women entrepreneurs, you know, and everybody has that desire for what they create their podcast for. But I really wanted the women to connect to hear other women's stories and other women's journeys, because there's not one single journey that is even closely identical. It is all different. We all have similar goals, but the way we get there is amazing. And we can learn from those experiences. So I was like, people ask me all the time, how are you monetizing your podcast? I'm like, you know, the interviews aren't for that though. That's not what that's for. I want something real. This world needs something real and they need something authentic. They need to hear the messages. They need to, you know, the the women that are out there that need to deliver their message and know inside that they're called to do so, but don't know where to start. I want to create the space for it. And and I feel you're very similar on uh, how you run your podcast too, but I resonate so much with what you're saying. It's just, I love it. I love it for the connection. I love it for you know, bringing the awareness, but I love it for the simple fact that it's what the world needs. I agree. I agree completely. It's my, my podcast is completely conversational. I don't like to edit a whole lot because I'm like, that's the good stuff. We don't have to take that out. (laughs) So I like to have a completely conversational and I like just people just to talk about them and you know, what they do and what a lot of people don't know about them. I mean, I've had people that was in the military and uh, or like a secret agent or something. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, you went from that to this. Okay, you know. But it's it's you know, it's one of the things that everybody don't. Everybody have a different path, different journey, but it's not going to stay the same. It right. is not like one day I could be I could be an FBI agent, then the next day I'm a gardener and I'm teaching people how to you know plant their you know, their flowers and different things like that. That's the beauty of this entrepreneurial journey and, you know, this this whole word, word entrepreneur because it's a number of different things. And it's right. not like when you're working a nine to five where, you know, you're like, okay, you're the, you're the, the teller, the supervisor. I'm, I'm in the banking industry. That's sure. why I'm using the terms. <laughs> where you're a teller, <laughs> supervisor. And then you go from manager, director, VP, but you're still in the, that same kind of work versus entrepreneurship, you know, you learn something, you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do website design or um, I'm going to do funnels this time. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to connect. Right. You learn and you do it. There's no one right way to be an entrepreneur. There's no one path that is the best way to do it. Really, ultimately the journey is yours. It's unique. And as, as long as you're just stepping forward somehow, 
you will find your way in it. And I always say entrepreneurism is the best personal development out there because you learn so much about yourself, you know, and you step into areas that you just didn't know existed or abilities that you didn't know you had or find creative outlets that you're just, that light you up like podcasts for you and I, (laughs) you know, I mean, yes, definitely. It's so neat. So I want to ask you a question though. What do you think about creating podcasts and how people can do that? And um, about having them step into listening to podcasts, coming up with ideas on how to create a podcast um, or, you know, just being creative with their expertise using a podcast. How did you get into it? So at first it, for me, it was about authors because I've written books. I've written about five books self-published on Amazon. That's another thing. (laughs) Thank God for Google. (laughs) I did that like uh, 10, about 10 years ago. I wrote my own book and I self-published it and everything. That's amazing. uh, Thank you. I was in that space for a long time because I connected with a lot of authors. So I had a lot of authors asking me to be, uh, if they could be a guest on my blog. And so I was doing that. I loved it so much. And I was like, I want to do it again. I I decided last year, I was like, I'm going to do it again. And then that's when the whole podcast idea came about. And I said, well, I'm going to just, I'm just going to uh, interview authors. You know, they talk about their books and everything. Cause I'm like, you know, that's a space that it's not really well known for. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know, authors are entrepreneurs as well, especially when you're self-publishing and you're trying to market and you're trying to, um, you know, essentially sell your book to other people. It's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. That's your business, basically. So that's when I took the shift of having authors versus entrepreneurs, because I say, well, anyone can pretty much join and be mm-hmm. on my podcast. Um, having... The whole book and author, that was my first love. That was what really got me into podcasting. And I had uh, two people that I had before that I stayed in contact with who already wrote a book or essentially was in that space that I say, hey, I'm getting ready to do something crazy and want to (laughs) join. So I had two of them. They were my first two guests because... I wanted to, I didn't want to have anyone new on there, especially since I didn't know what I was doing. So I experimented with them and it was completely okay with that. So uh, as I uh, essentially experimented with both of them, it was the like, the first two interviews when I said, okay, I know what I'm doing now. And then I can move forward and start having more people on it. And I started on my phone. I did it on my phone. I did it through Zoom uh, for the, the free plan and mm-hmm. then I got really savvy and I said well you know I have to I have to make time for this because not everybody is going to have the same time I do as far as like time zones so I said I need to figure out how I'm going to record this on my lunch so I paid for the monthly fee and then um, I was able to record uh, some interviews on my phone in my car during lunch <laughs> talk about hustling yes <laughs> yes I love it so you have to do what you have to do, you know? So that was my journey. And right now I have an awesome VA. I just uh, onboarded to do the editing part for me. Excellent. And I have another VA that does the, the show notes and I do all of the social media. So I'm looking to actually push that. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to make sure that, that the listeners actually catch this. It doesn't have to be sexy. It doesn't have to be this grand, elaborate 
platform or, um, you, you know, all the things, a course that you have to take to do it, just do it. Just go try it. Just step into it. I know anybody that feels called to put a podcast together, they have somebody right now that would be willing to come be an interview, their first interview for the podcast. Absolutely. They have that. So if the calling is to do such, then my, my, by all means, you just gave them the, the go ahead and the permission to just go, you did it. And look what you've done. You've created, you know, an amazing podcast. Now you have a VA, uh, two VAs, and then yourself. And then now you're getting ready to outsource even more. So as the journey progresses, then you start seeing the step, the next steps necessary to take. That's right. That's Action. right. It, it's you, you're right. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles. And on my, uh, on my website, I have like a little pop-up that I have like a, um, it's a, just a little, a cheat sheet to show you, you know, exactly what you can do and what you just need just to get started. Yeah. And I have a podcast to go along with that, but, um, essentially it's just like, you just go ahead and, and do it. You know, you just download the app on your cell phone and then a recording app, record yourself and then just upload into anchor. Anchor is completely free. Um, uh, and just go for it. Absolutely. Such yeah. amazing advice on that. If you had one tip, like what is your main tip to starting a podcast? What would that one be? You don't have to know exactly what is what is going to be named or you don't have to know exactly what you're going to do just get out there get someone facebook has plenty of people that's ready to be on other people podcasts that's where i get a lot of my guests just ask someone hey i'm starting a podcast do you want to be on you're going to get a ton of comments, but <laughs> <laughs> you will, you I will say just do it and then figure it out along the way. That's yes. it. Absolutely. So I want to pivot just a little bit back to your journey specifically. How has the entrepreneurial journey changed you? It's changed me a lot because I've discovered a lot of things about myself that I won't tolerate and I will tolerate. Um, I don't know. I said maybe it's old age, but then I said no, because I'm working towards something. I'm working towards doing this full time and Mm -hmm. essentially leave my full time job. You know, a lot of people already have, you know, left their full time job and they're already in it and they're telling people. But I said, no, I want to tell people that I'm still on my full time job and I'm doing this at the same time. It could be done. So I'm like, I'm on that journey with you guys, you know? So uh, it's been amazing because I'm structuring things how I want to structure it, you know? And I keep telling myself, Candace, it's not going to be like this 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. You know, things might change and just tell myself it's okay. It's okay if it changes. So entrepreneurship has been awesome. I I love the connections. I stay connected with other people, other women who has been on my podcast. Um, I'm just enjoying it. And, you know, you know, all about, you know, making millions and six figures and in, in your business is not always all about that. And I know that the internet, you know, make a lot of noise about that, but it's all about your happiness. It's about doing what you love. And once you figured out that you're happy about that, you love doing it, then the revenue or the income will flow. Mm. But just do it. So true. 
So true. don't get stuck on that, you know? If you reverse the focus, so many people go into it with the desire to change their financial picture, which it won't do that right off the bat. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There's there's a lot of work to be an entrepreneur. But if you go into it with the desire to figure out creating what you love to do and the money will follow, if you know that, if you truly embrace that, it will actually do that. It does actually work that way. Um, but was there one pivotal moment that really made it sink in that you could be an entrepreneur and create your business into a full-time opportunity for you? Yes. When I stop like low, when I stop essentially lowballing myself, mm. like charging less than what I know I was worth. And I say, you know what? I'm going to charge X, Y, Z for a website redesign. I say, and I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to, if I get any pushback, I'm going to stand firm. And when I was firm, and saying how much I charged. And the person was like, okay. I was like, oh, I could do this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh, I could do this. You know, a lot of times we, we do that to ourselves because we're thinking it's that mindset, of course. We're thinking, oh, no one is going to pay that much for this, you know, or I don't have the experience for X, Y, Z. It took me a while to get there. Oh, my goodness, it took me a while to get there. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to understand, you know, if I want to get to point B, I have to make sure that right off the bat, I, you know, I set things up right at point A and mm-hmm. then eventually start climbing to get to point B because point B, my ultimate goal is to completely leave my full-time job and, mm-hmm. and you know, do my, my website design and my business on my own. So I said, I need to be firm in my prices and be firm in my decisions. And mm-hmm. people will respect you for that. I realized that. Absolutely. Because yeah. you come across as the, you know, the expert leader. It's a, it is a different frame of mind and your clients see it and feel it and they trust you for it because that certainty comes through that you're going to be able to deliver the, to, you know, help them with their pain points. So, I mean, it, it is a very funny thought process though, because at first you're just like the uncertainty will hold you back, but then you're just like, dang, you know, this is not, this is not the way it's meant to work. You know that, but yet then you still give into those until finally one day you're like, no, I am an expert. I That's do right. know what I'm doing and I'm going to own this, you know? So That's right. what was the most vulnerable struggle you overcame as an entrepreneur? Wow. The most vulnerable struggle. I say the noise of the internet. And I think basically telling myself, Candace, you should have continued on and not stopping. I think I would I beat myself up a lot of what could have happened, um, what I could have done. And that was really vulnerable for me, especially seeing things on Facebook and people saying I'm, I'm making this amount of money. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the same thing that I was doing. I could have made that. <laughs> so ah. it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? But um, I think mindset and kind of, kind of made me a little, little vulnerable, but it's, it's just getting over that and mm-hmm. taking them steps mm-hmm. to get over that. And get off the internet. That's it. (laughs) It, You know, I I really believe 
<laughs> you know, since you say that, I believe that there, there just has to be a, some way for people to realize once the real, actually to take action once they realize that as soon as they can differentiate the noise in the online space from, you know, being, you know, using it proactively or productively and knowing when to stop the noise, you do get a surge of momentum forward for that because yes. it can hang you up hard if you're not careful. It's the truth. And still today, I still struggle with comparing. And oh, I do word? too. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> what's that word? Uh, imposter syndrome? Oh my gosh, like yes. I, get I didn't it. even know what it was until I finally looked it up and I said, oh, oh, <laughs> okay, that's what it's called. <laughs> Raise your hand. It's me. <laughs> Tell you. But, but, uh, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's like, you know, people out there are actually doing it and it's, you mm-hmm. can do it too. You know, don't be afraid, you know, don't feel like you're an imposter. You're an expert. You, you just got to do it. Well, and, and the, what you bring to the table and what I bring to the table, and what every single entrepreneur out there brings to the table cannot be duplicated. There's processes and strategies and pieces and components of it, but the element that's individual is what separates us. And once we realize that, then we are able to control the imposter syndrome when it pops up, because I don't think you ever, any not you, but any entrepreneur ever quite gets rid of that because it's a human emotion that's going to rear its head every now and then. But as mm-hmm. long as you become aware of it, you can actually monitor and control how you react to it. But knowing the baseline is what anybody brings to the table as an entrepreneur has a a DNA uniqueness that cannot be duplicated. And that is the power in being an entrepreneur because nobody can do what you do. Nobody can do what I do and how we deliver that. You know, so understanding that core component alone is it's worth its weight in gold, but it takes time to understand that. And you have to go through imposter syndrome and kicking yourself and be like, you know, why am I doing it this way? Why am I thinking this way? After you go down the rabbit hole of thinking that way and seeing someone that's doing it amazing, we don't know what their struggle is to get to the point that they're at today. So we don't know what they've dealt with, but we do, we can always know that they dealt with imposter syndrome too. You know, so the comparison game, if we remove the comparison game, imposter syndrome doesn't have as much of a bandwidth and then we can manage it. That's right. But we are so unique and each of our messages are so very important. That's the truth because I I follow several different uh, other entrepreneurs in their podcasts as well. Um, So like Amy Porterfield and Jenna Kutcher, love them both. Yes. Um, My dream is to be on there one day. (laughs) Yes. But um, I I know, right? (laughs) Amazing women. um, They are. They are. And Amy Porterfield, she has her email list and, you know, her email list course. And then Jenna Kushner has her email list course, of course, as well. But they are two different women doing two different styles. They're doing the same thing. They have each have their own unique style of doing their online course. So it could be a million, you know, email core, email list building courses out there but they don't, they're not you, you know, it's not your style, it's not your method. And people gravitate to other, you know, other people that they can relate to. That's the thing, being relatable, you know? So I think it's very key to be different, you know, be yourself, Mm -hmm. like you stated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So 
What is one tip for creating a Squarespace website that the listeners should know on the early side of it? What would you tell them as one tip? Don't be in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Don't be in a rush. Um, the templates is okay. Uh, I would say definitely put your own spin to them. And yeah, you know, don't be in a rush. Just take your time. You know, it, it does take time to get that vision that you're trying to, you know, to get across. I'm like, right now, I'm at first I was satisfied with my website. I like it. It's clean and everything. But now I'm like, okay, I can add a few things to make it a little bit more animated and things. You know, it you want to tweak and things over time with your mm-hmm. website. So it's not completely done for forever. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. always be updating it and want it to look a certain way as time moves on based on how your business is as well. So Absolutely. just put something up there, even if it's like, you know, the homepage about me and your uh, contact information, that's all you need. Make sure you put your services and what you do on that first page. That's it. That's all you need. Get fancy pants later. <laughs> yeah. It's an evolution, just like the whole entrepreneurial walk, right? <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> so, so good. So, Candice, I want to ask you, where can the audience connect with you? How can they find you? So they can find me on hellocsdorsey.com. They can also uh, connect me on Instagram is csdorsey underscore hello. And then Facebook is csdorsey. Awesome. And I definitely want to encourage them to reach out and connect with you because your tips and strategies are so good and so needed. So I appreciate having you on today to share with the audience. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be on. Yes. Thank you guys. Make sure you check the show notes. Uh, We will have Candace's information all linked back for you. And as always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitedevgannon.com or find me on social media. Until next time, keep moving forward.